Good morning. Isn't God good? And all the time, God is good. Isn't it good to be a part of God's redemptive creation as we gather in this place to feel the anointing of Christ in our hearts and to listen with intuitive and attentive hearts what God is saying to us. Our discussion these last few Sundays have centered around David, a man after God's own heart. Why? Why was he called that? Well, he was honest, humble, reverent. He was trusting, respectful, loving, devoted, uh, recognized the power and presence of God as he was anointed by his spirit. He was faithful, obedient, and repentant. Small little rocks are smooth stones. The book of 1 Samuel, both 1st and 2nd Samuel, originally was a part of the Hebrew text. It was the story of transition, the transition of leadership from judges to king. First Samuel, as it has so been translated, simply meant the name of God. The name of God, powerful, omniscient, and omnipresent. The name of God who's able to do all things and to heal, deliver, and set us free. The name of God, powerful and yet protective. The Philistine army and the nation of Israel were camped out on a steep valley. The nation of Israel here, the Philistines here. There was a battle cry, a battle cry like no other cry, a battle cry that sent shivers through the nation of Israel. There was a giant, a giant of a man, actually nine feet tall, a javelin, but as long and as tall as he was, a helmet that could perhaps fit two heads. Uh, a coat of armor that was heavy to touch, heavy, battle-worthy. There was this giant of a man named Goliath. That sounds like a big name, doesn't it? 
Goliath, mean and honorary, loud and boisterous. Goliath, who was willing to challenge the nation of Israel. Nation of Israel, Philistines, Goliath marching forward with all of his armor, as big as he was, crying out, cursing, saying whatever he wanted to say about the nation of Israel. Give me <clears throat> your best warrior. Bring forth your best battler. Give me the man so that I might kill and devour his flesh. Give me the best soldier because I'm Goliath. I'm big, bad, honorary, and I can do and say what I want to do and say. Give him here. Bring him hither. I guess I would be scared too. A big guy like that hovering in a valley with all of the weapons of war either on him or in his hand. Give me your best warrior. I'll show you who's got the power. King Saul was terrified. His soldiers were terrified. Wouldn't you be? I'll never forget that six foot four or better guy who approached me during my college days, who wanted to rumble with me. And I did what my daddy said to me a long time ago, if you can't beat him, exit stage left. <laughs> and I ran as quickly and as fast as I could. My brothers and sisters here posed imminent danger. The nation of Israel was being threatened. Not by the Philistine army, but by a giant. Now, I must admit to you that there were other giants. Actually, Goliath had three brothers who were just as tall as he was. Which goes to show you that if you got one, there's somebody else in the rear. Three giants, but Goliath posed imminent danger. Give me your best warrior. King Saul says, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to remedy this problem? We don't have the weaponry to knock down this guy. Now on the other side of town, Jesse, his son, his youngest son, David, 
was in the, uh, in the fields tending his sheep. All he had was a shepherd's staff, a tunic, a pouch with stones in them that he had gathered from the, a stream or a brook. Jesse said to David, go down to the battlefield. Find your two brothers. Make sure they're okay. Then bring me word back that they are okay. David did as his father instructed him. He walked till he got to the battlefield. And there it was, two armies gathered together. Little David walks in, hearing all of these ugly things being said about the nation of Israel. Listening to his rants and raving, listening to him as he tore apart the nation of Israel through words. Give us your best. Give us your best. Little David, the youngest, probably a teenager, was so incensed that he says, why is this uncircumcised man speaking like that to the nation of Israel? I'll take him on. I'll fight him. I'll do what's necessary to defeat this giant. King Saul says, no, sir, no, son, you can't do that. Just mind your business. Take care of your brothers. Go back to Jesse and tell them that they're okay. But let me think about it for just a moment. King Saul thought about it for just a moment. and says, okay, if you really want to do that, here, take my armor. <laughs> take my armor. So he gave little David that huge helmet, gave him a sword that as he walked, dragged the ground, put on the heavy coat of armor. Little David finally looked at King Saul and simply says, now this is not in scripture, let me just say it the way I feel it. <laughs> King Saul, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you giving me this, but this stuff won't fit. It doesn't fit. Let me carry what I got. Let me do what God has anointed me to do. So he takes off all of this armor and he approaches the giant. Can you imagine that? That giant of a man standing over little David one side, the giant on this side, and David simply said to him unequivocally and unalterably, the God I serve, y'all listen to this now, the God I serve 
is bigger than any giant, bigger than any circumstance, bigger than any war. For God I serve, and I serve him with my whole heart. Lord David reached into his pocket, into his pouch, and there were five smooth stones. Why five? It didn't take but one to hit him. Why five? You know, some years ago, I used to hunt. I was a good bird hunter. The dog would come up, he would point, and I would be there waiting. And I'd raise my weapon, thinking that it was this way and the bird would fly under my legs or something. <laughs> Little David knew exactly where he was pointed. Pointed towards God. He knew he, Goliath thought he could win, but David knew that he was going to win. Why? Because he had a faith, a faith that matched his determination, a faith that was able to look at this giant squarely in the eyes and simply say that giant is not bigger than my faith. Oh, there's something incredible about this story. Something incredible about this story because it's a true measurement of our faith. Just to think, as Goliath started his running towards David, and David running towards him, reaching down into his, 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 his pouch where one stone was loaded into his uh, slingshot. It was not a slingshot like this, but one of those slingshots that does one of these numbers. And that one stone hit him in the forehead and it sunk deeply, the Bible says, and he died. Oh, when God is in the picture, you don't have to reload, you hit the first time. Somebody ought to say amen. <laughs> Didn't have to reload. God had it already figured out. God already knew what he was going to do. I can't wear this armor. It's too big for me. But what I got, I'll use what I got. And he took that slingshot. And he planted one right there. And it killed him. What are your giants? Are there giants in your life? Is there a Goliath roaming in your life standing in the valley of hope? Is there a Goliath in your life that compels you to do and say things you ought not to do and say? Is that a Goliath in your life that, 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 that calls
cause you to be overwhelmed by something? Is it a big decision? Is it a health crisis? Is it a diagnosis? Whatever that giant is, guess what? You've got a pouch of faith on your side. And all you've got to do is reach into that pouch and simply say, I believe in God. And God says, if you just be still, I'll fight your battles. If you just be still, I'll bring calmness into chaos. You just be still. I'll cure your dilemmas and your illness. Oh, I've had my giants. And every time I think I've slayed one, guess what? Another one pops up. Every time you think you've gotten rid of one, something else pops up. Every time you think you've gotten rid of that one, someone, something else pops up. But guess what? When you are chasing God, when you become a God chaser, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't really, really, really matters because God's got your back. Amen. God's got your back, and when God's got your back, it doesn't matter how tall it is, doesn't matter how wide it is, doesn't matter how deep it's become. What really matters is that God has it in his hands. Just one stone. Just one stone. I got up this morning. See, I got to get up at 5 o'clock when I'm preaching three times on Sunday just to get my motor started. <laughs> to make the drive over here and, of course, reading a little bit and thinking through what I'm going to do and what I'm going to say. Uh, so, so, so when the motor, when you get up in the morning, there's that giant of saying, man, crawl back in the bed. You don't have to go. I can call Faye and say, Faye, I'm... I'm gonna be, I, I can't make it today. But there's something on the inside that bubbles from the inside to the outside that allows us to say there's no giant, there's no circumstance, there's, there's not a sleep disorder, there's not sleeplessness that's gonna keep me away from God. Because when God says move, you move and you are blessed in the moving by faith. David knew one sp smooth stone was all that he needed to capture and to kill Goliath. What's your giant this morning? What's your giant? What is it? Don't say it out loud, but you know what it is. Is it that big decision? What's the giant? Is it relational? Is it marital, marital related? What's the giant? Is it a job? Is it unemployment? Is it employment? What's the, what's the giant? Is it a diagnosis of cancer? What's 
the giant. I need you to know unequivocally that whatever the giant is, David says, I'm going to trust in God to slay the giant. I'm going to trust in God because it really doesn't matter what the giant is. What really matters is that the Lord is on our side and he's able to do all things. Yes, you may have a Goliath. You may have a Goliath that is bigger than the Goliath physically in scriptures this morning. But guess what? When you stand tall, stand firm, when you are undergirded with faith, something happens. You are able to see God and see God more, more, and more. When you become a God chaser, you are prepared for victory. You're prepared for victory. I didn't get up this morning defeated. I got up this morning because God gave me strength. I'm victorious already. I refuse to be a victim. I'm a victor. And because of being a victor, I'm able to move and to shout and to walk and be a part of God's creation. When I become a God, God chaser, I'm equipped for victory. I'm equipped for victory. My goodness, I'm equipped in such a way. The old song says it better than I. My faith looks up to thee, thou lamb of cavalry, spirit divine. My faith looks up to thee. We made it because of our trust in God. You can face your giants. You can speak a word to your giants just by holding on, girding your loins, and being prepared for the victory. You got to trust in him. You got to trust in him so explicitly that when you stumble and fall, you get up with power. There were five stones in David's pouch. Didn't take one. Didn't take but one. There was a stone that sealed the tomb that was rolled back. And early on third day morning, hallelujah, he got up from the earth. Trust in God. Trust in his promises. And don't worry about your giant. I trust in God. Wherever I may be. Upon the land. Around the stormy sea.
my heavenly Father watches over, watches over us. Amen.